We've got city champions. Crown those champions. Congratulations to the Cowboys. Hello, football fans. This is the CBFA Podcast with your regular Shouldice Park field announcers, Grant Pollock and Cole Fortner. I'm James Parks. Let's get to it. So uh, Daniel's here now, and um, this is uh, this is all all we've got today. So we have sound from Daniel. Welcome, guys. What's up? Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I, there yeah, I've, I've been here for like five minutes. <laughs> I'm just hearing you guys talk about. I just that. didn't say anything, yeah, so no, I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, no, I just don't want to cut the. I didn't want to cut into the conversation there. So, yeah. Other than that, wow, good stuff. So, Cole, tell us about those games. Uh, Daniel, we'll get to you in a bit. You can tell us all about uh, the Div, Div Three Championship, but. Um, yeah, right off the top, let the that that Cowboys versus Stampeders overtime game. Tell us about that, and let's work our way backwards through the day. I want to say what an absolute gem of a game. We couldn't have asked for any better football um, for the Division One final, which is kind of unfortunate in in speaking on our podcast last week, considering the fact that I said that our Div Two final would probably be the better one, but. I was very, very wrong, and I am very glad I was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, that game was wild. Where do we even start? Um, early in the game, uh, Stan Peters, number 16, Cooper Webb, had a 75-yard touchdown return touchdown to start the second half. Later in the third quarter, Webb also had a 76-yard rushing touchdown. So at this point in time, we're looking at it, like start of the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter. We don't know who our player of the games are because we usually start discussing that at the start of the fourth where our players of the games are going to be. And with finals, we also add the MVP into there as well. Um. We didn't know who our players of the game were going to be, but at this point in time of the game, it was the MVP was going to be Cooper Webb, just due to the fact that he was basically done most of the work and scoring wise in the game. With about six minutes to go in the game, Cowboys got the ball on a drive down inside the 10 yard line, um, through an interception. Um, at this point in time, they're also down 24 nothing. I'd like to note. Through an interception, Stampeders have the ball, go a two and out, and then we had our quote-unquote TSN turning point of the game where I'm assuming it was a miscommunication between a coach and the punter of the Stampeders on the fact that the Stampeders punter was told to take a knee for a field position. So in other words, take any in the end zone, give up the two points, Stampeders will kick off from the 35. The issue then became where the miscommunication, I'm assuming, came in. The punter took a knee on the one. Oh, no. 
on third down. Oh no. Yeah. So here's where the game got fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cowboys score a touchdown. They run it in, QB sneak, do the onside kick, recover it, march downfield, score a touchdown. So now they're down 24-16. Do an onside kick again. They don't recover it. A little bit of time elapses. Cowboys end up with the ball again. March downfield. 39-yard touchdown pass. Tie the game. So now we're looking at it going, okay, we can't necessarily give Webb the MVP. He might have to get relegated to player of the game, and we're going to have to wait and figure out what we're doing for all of this. Oh, man. Game winds down. Fourth quarter ends. We are tied 24-24. You couldn't ask for a better final to the Division I City Championship game than an overtime game where a team was down and out for the longest period of time and has come back and tied this game. In the overtime... Unbelievable. In the overtime after about a 20-minute figuring out session, I don't know how long it was, to figure out what was going on for the overtime, each team gets possession 35 yards going in. Stampeders go first, two and out, kick a field goal, which means Cowboys get the ball in the 35. They have a chance to score. They get a touchdown. They win. If they get a field goal, we keep going in overtime. Well, they march down the field. They get the TD pass. And number 80, Emmett Pachette, manages to tiptoe into the end zone. Cowboys complete their comeback and complete the fantastic victory in the city final for Division I football. Unreal. You can't write how that game ended. It's an instant classic. Oh, I'm... It definitely is, and I kind of want to make a highlight reel of how that game ended, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that was... Wow. I have not been... I've been a part of an overtime game as well before, but that one was that one was just something else. A 24-point comeback with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's... Wow. And That's epic. Up until that point... The cow, like up until the six minutes, the Cowboys could get into the red zone, but as soon as they got into the red zone, whether it be like a down or two later, they would turn over the ball. So they were hindering themselves and harming themselves in that regard. And that's why it was. And I mean, they had other turnovers as well at other points in time in the game. So really and truly up until that point, it was all Stampeders. And up until that point in time in the game, it looked like I had all three of my picks correct as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a, what a fantastic, fantastic division one final. 
I feel heartbroken for the Stampeders because they played an absolute phenomenal game. But, you know, top credit to the Cowboys for persevering and managing to pull off what they did. Yeah. Wow. What a final. The Division Two final. Um, less less exciting. Unfortunately for the Wildcats, um, Cooper Dickinson was not back for them. So we didn't get the shootout we were hoping for. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Eagles kind of rolled, ran away with that one. Um, final was 38 to 6. Seth Polzer had a 67 yard touchdown. Um, number 18 of the Eagles. Ashton Power had a pick six. I think he had two interceptions in that game. Ooh. So another day at the office then for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Back to their winning ways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that they kind of they kind of cleaned up and not not as much talking or not as many talking points in in that game as there was in the Division One final, which is unfortunate because I did say that that was going to be the the game to watch for the weekend. Daniel, how about that? Div three final. <laughs> oh, not quite as much. Da- uh, Daniel had the rowdy one. I, I, I had the privilege and the honor to commentate or to to cover the uh, Hilltoppers versus the Colts game, and boy howdy, that place was energetic for our Div three final to say the least. Uh, the best way to wrap up the game, Hilltoppers come out with a to be to become the Division three champions. Uh, congratulations to them and to the coach. You guys put in the hard work and the determination. It was awesome to commentate your game since August. But in that Division Three between them and the Colts, um, a lot of flags <laughs> and Coles with me in the box. And, uh, you know, it was it was an entertaining game nonetheless and, you know, and everything else. And the crowd was, you know, behind it from beginning to all the way to the end, basically. And... Uh, it felt good just to say, you know, like to announce, you know, my gritty uh, Walmart version of Bruce Buffer saying you're division three champions, the Hilltoppers. <laughs> so, um, but besides that, yeah, it was, it was a good game and, you know, and I was fortunate and thankful enough because in my mind, I'm like, I got school to do. I better take off. And then dad asked me in the trailer and he said, Hey, you want to stick around for Cole's games for division two and three or division two and one? And be a spotter and i was like yeah sure so got to be there for division two and i remember for division one this is this is the funny part so i remember cole going to me he says hey like the five that six minute mark i want you to head down to the field and i want you to uh you know talk to the head coach of the winning team and i said all right i said not a problem and so i get down there as soon as i get down to the field first touchdown starts and i'm like all right and i jokingly said to the head of the peewees i said what would you do if these guys tied it up? And they look at me and they said, well, don't say that because we'll be playing football in the dark here. at <laughs> so, um, so then, yeah, as the game progressed, it ended up, you know, being tied and went into overtime. And I just, I remember getting my Uber home and I was even telling the Uber driver, I called my dad and told him about it. I told my classmates about it. I said, listen, I don't want to do commentating for Trojans because nothing's going to compare to what I witnessed that day. And I don't care if anyone tells me, oh, but Daniel, it's just fandom. They're just kids. What I witnessed was something straight out of a Disney movie. 
You can't write that. I, I told Cole that yesterday. I was like, you cannot write that stuff. You can't. And, and I remember getting down there to the field and just the energy behind me from Heller, from Cole's commentating from the action to what I was seeing, you know, next to me to my left was the Cowboys. And uh, yeah, like I said, just, you know, being there, you can't write that stuff. It's just, uh, it's a blessing to say the least. And if I get to come back next year and do this all over again, whoo, that's going to be better than Christmas morning to say the least. So I'd like to touch a little bit on the Div 3 final as well, if I may. Yeah, by all means. So that was the Rowdy game. Um, Daniel, at one point in time, had to advise the parents that we are in a family-friendly environment. Because um, we're getting a little rowdy. Due to wow. plenty, plenty of flags. So I should delay to starting our Division 2 final because of all the friggin' flags. Wow. Um, we also had an ejection in that game. Yep. <laughs> really? Yeah. Rowdy. What, I've, what I heard when I was walking out, because I was going back up to the booth from down on the sideline um, as the ejection happened, the player that got ejected, I'm not naming names or teams, um, both respective teams and those involved will know. Um, the player said that they went to punched the ground following the play and the opposition player who had the ball at the time rolled over. It happened to, this is what the player said, whether I, I can't speak on the truth of it at all, but what was said was that the player rolled over and then ended up underneath the fist. Mm. But needless to say, it's, it's an ejection. That's like when my, my older brother used to take my hand and start <laughs> slapping myself in the face with it. Yeah. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. That, yeah. that seems that seems to be what what may have happened. But I mean, I wasn't even there, so yeah. I can't come. I was telling I was telling So Brody Sutherland had both of the Hilltoppers TDs got the MVP of the game. Um and then Andrew Hills ended up getting the Colts one touchdown. He didn't even get player of the game for the Colts. Huh. Uh, they gave it to Aiden Milligan. Yeah. Other player of the game for the Hilltoppers was Amari Smith. Yeah. Players of the game for Division Two final, because I completely skipped over that. Um, Ashton Power. Was of the Eagles was their player of the game. Emerson Leipert, the quarterback, got the MVP. And uh, Alex Longo, O&D lineman for the Wildcats, got their player of the game. Right on. Because he had a few. He was in the backfield a lot for the Wildcats. And I think that was a trend from earlier games, too, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember in one of our earlier podcasts, you accidentally called him Lou Longo. Yes, I did. Mistakenly. <laughs> for the hockey for the hockey goalie. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Roberto Luongo on your mind. <laughs> well, yeah. You know. Everybody who looks at Twitter. He's all over that. True. But yeah, no, it was a very very nice way to wrap up the CBFA City Finals and 
it's going to be very interesting to see what the Cowboys and the St. Peters can do in the provincial finals happening on November 13th. Yeah, you, you never really know how our teams are going to stack up against uh, against the rest of the province. Some some years uh, the Edmonton teams dominate and, and some years the Calgary teams do. So uh, I, I can't remember if we've had a, a Southern Division champion uh, before, but my history doesn't go that back all that far. Ah, probably goes back further than mine. So, well, there you and go. Where, My provincial knowledge is non-existent. And are these games happening in Calgary in November, or are they having to go uh, to Edmonton or another place in the province? Well, um, on uh, November thirteenth, the uh, Edmonton uh, champion will be coming to. Uh, Stampeder Field to play the Cowboys at Shouldice Park. And uh, uh, on the same day, the Stampeders will be traveling down south. Um, not sure where. I think that depends on uh, playoff games upcoming this weekend. So uh, uh, it could be Lethbridge. It could be Medicine Hat. It could be Brooks. Who knows? I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how many teams or where where they all are. So something I've never looked into is the rest of the province's Bantam programs, really. Not to mention two. And then we get the provincial final on November 20th at St. Peter as well. Yes. Congratulations to all of the uh, CBFA All-Stars as they were uh, chosen last week. Um I don't have a list of all of them, but uh, they know who they are. They've been posted all over the website and, uh, um, well, not the website, but the social media. And, um, yeah, uh, well-earned from all of them. And uh, I will be looking forward to having dinner with them all uh, coming up here in December. I will especially as well, because I will be co-emceeing the CBFA All-Star event with Grant. Wonderful. Beautiful. That'll be a fun time. Yeah, it should be. It's uh, it's usually uh, um, a pleasant evening with a, a nice dinner at the Italian club. And uh, yeah, hand out some hardware, take some photos, get to dress up real nice, and that, clean up And that's bit. the banquet, eh? That yeah. is the banquet. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. that's the all-star banquet. I'll remember, I'll remember to put on my best monkey suit for that one. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can lead into that with some um, talk about our provincials. Hopefully we can have some Calgary or some more hardware from our Calgary teams. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, uh, you know, icing on the cake as it were. Yeah. No, the, the weather too this Saturday was really weird. Cause it was like caked with snow on the field. Cause they just got the snow removed early in the morning as we were having breakfast. And then by the time we got there, by the time the Hilltoppers and Colts game was done, moving over to the Division Two and Division One games, the field was clear like there was no snow on it. I was like, man. Yeah, it's a nice thing about those fields. They they clean up real oh, nice. Yeah. It's hard to, when it's actively snowing, but if it, you know, it's last night's snowfall, it's like, yeah, brush it off and you're good to go. Yeah. All right. And, uh, any other last last comments before we wrap it up? 
Well, I don't think so. Well, for me, if if I'm not, uh, if this is possibly the last episode for me, if not, then down the road, I just want to say a huge thank you to Dan Peterson, to everyone, including yourself, Cole, and James, for having me on the podcast, but most, most importantly, having me be a part of the CBFA team uh, and the family. It's been an amazing experience, and I hope to goodness gracious I get to come back next season because – what a ride. <laughs> so, well, uh, I can tell you something about the way the CBFA operates, and that's if you come out to the park, we'll put you to work. So, volunteers don't get turned away. Fair enough. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to talk on the mic or uh, run the clock or come down to field level, whatever you want to do, we'll, we'll find, we'll find something for you to do. And, uh, and actually, Daniel, um, it's been uh, it's been really good having you on the podcast. I appreciate uh, you being able to, um, you know, bring your your personal flair and uh, and and storytelling and and be able to share what you saw and your perspective. And uh, you know, we we each uh, see the games our own way, mm-hmm. and um, just like the refs, we we don't always see it the same way. But uh, um, you know, get a group of us together, and we can usually make the right call. Yeah. Right on. And with that, we'll wrap it up. And thanks very much for listening. Have a great night. Be safe.